Hello, welcome back. Welcome back to Send Him Off. Uh, another week, another episode. As I always say, my name is Sam, and joining me, as always, is my ever present podcasting partner, Alex. How, uh, how are you doing? How's your week? It, it's been all right. Yeah, I'm a bit tired after the gym earlier, but yeah. you know, it's all right. It's got to be done. But today, we've been waiting for this day for a long old time, and we we have we have been excited for this day, Sam. Take it away. Yeah. So uh, today we're. Uh, we're joined by a, a very special guest. We're joined by a stand-up comedian. And uh, I was going to say long-suffering Manchester United fan, but I don't think he's been suffering for it's that long. It's not that long, yeah. Recently suffering Manchester United fan. Ishan Akbar, how are you doing, mate? Thank you so much for joining us. We really Cheers appreciate it. Um, yeah, how, how, are you, how are you? I'm good. I'm I'm delighted to be here. Um, I've just put an aubergine parmigiana in the in the oven, which I made from scratch. Thank you very wow. much. Oh, there welcome. we are. Um, and... So in other words, you can't stay for too long and go shoot off. <laughs> there we are. Now, Fair I've enough. Got, I've got my brother on oven watch in case the house goes oh, down. But um, I'm really looking forward to chatting to you both about about football. Yeah, we are. It's about well. time someone was, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are. We are very much looking forward to it. Uh, so you hear Ishan for uh, what football means to me, um, but I just want to get your views as a United fan on the situation at Old Trafford at the minute. Obviously of a low point at the moment uh mm. ten Hag though announced for next season what are your views on that were uh, you all for it or so look i'm i am excited about uh ten Hag, but the issue i have with may united is how sudden it was how sudden it feels that since ferguson walked out the door everything just went completely collapsed on itself it's just, it's like you know when you've you've had a long-term partner and no, you break up no, in the next I don't. week. <laughs> there we are. There you go. You got any other you analogy? Long- <laughs> <laughs> you have a long-term partner, you're with her, and do you know what? Basically, you fell out of love with each other, but the sex was great for 15 years, <laughs> right? And then you were like, do you know what? I don't think it's going to work out. She's like, okay, fine, but the sex was great, right? You're like, yeah, the sex was great. And then as soon as you break up, the next week, she's with someone else. And you're like, well, hold on a minute. It's just, <laughs> it was so quick. I thought that meant something so that's the thing that i'm slightly worried about but ten hag's appointment it could be just yet another pointless appointment unless we change everything at the club and i think if you follow football pretty much everybody's been saying the same thing is unless things change top to bottom unless the commercial interests of the club are separated from the football interests of the club it might not make even an iota of difference well that's, i was i was saying the same thing it's got to be a total thing top to bottom and well, more top, really, but I mean, we've all heard what Gary Neville's been saying in the news and, you know, Sky Sports and things like that. Mm. But uh, I, I do want to see Ten Hag do well because I like his philosophy of football, etc. Mm. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But also one thing, like, as United, I, follow United, I follow a lot of United forums. One thing that I've, I feel like Ragnick slightly got away with it a bit. Do you I think feel so? Like, yeah, I feel like people... Look, ultimately, Ragnick is, he's a, a technician, he's a student of the game, um, and he's been very good at highlighting the issues that exist within the club, which, by the way, Jose Mourinho also did, but he did it in a very Mourinho way. But man management and managing the resources you have at your disposal, at your disposal that's something you have to do. You know, Gus Hiddink had to do loads I of was, care. I was about to bring him up. I was literally just about to bring him up before you did, but go, go on. Yeah, Gus Hiddink has was parachuted into so many clubs with loads of issues. Chelsea aren't the easiest club to manage a football team in. 
but he did it and he did very well. And Ancelotti's also, let's not talk about Everton, but Ancelotti's done a good job wherever he's gone on the whole. To me, Ragnick, it's all well and good him being this guy who's straight talking, but he's also let, this is a side that finished second last season. Mm. This is a side that, aside from Ronaldo, even though Solskjaer was there, but aside from Ronaldo, went to the latter stages of loads of competitions. And you're thinking, well, are United just fans being a bit easy on Ragnick? Are they being easy on Rangnick or are they throwing Ole Gunnar Solskjaer under the bus? Mm, that's a good question. I I hope it's not throwing Ole under the bus because for the first time since Ferguson left, I got excited about being a United fan under Ole. Yeah? Yeah, there were these matches where even if we conceded a goal, you're like, yeah, but we'll score. We might lose, but we'll score. Yeah. Um the PSG game. There were loads of games where you're like, yeah, this is United. We weren't great. Of course we weren't. But there was something about the way Solskjaer went about his business where you were like, it feels like something is happening. And we knew mm. that he was not going to take us to the next level, but I would have hoped that he would have taken us to a level where someone could pick up the baton, and that's not what's happened. I think I think most people could see that Ollie wasn't the answer necessarily. Yeah. But I think since he's gone... It's become abundantly clear that he definitely wasn't the problem. Um, so I, th- I think, like, it's a level of hindsight. Would they probably be where they are now, still, with him in charge? Maybe, maybe but also in footballing terms, I think there's a step down for Ten Hag in mm. footballing terms. You know, he's left champions, guaranteed Champions League team for a team, I think, I really want us to finish out of the Europa Conference League places. I don't want us to qualify for Europe next year. Really? We're not gonna get, yeah, if we don't get Champions League... You don't want nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's just going to put so that... much pressure on the squad. Okay, I thought you were doing it from like a pride point of view, like Europa League. You're too good for that, Manchester nah, nah, United. Nah, nah. Gonna... We're not. We're not too good for the Europa League now. Fair play. Fair play. It's, uh, it's an interesting. Team. It is. We're not. We're not. It is a fair, to yeah. talk about. We might. We might have you back if you want to talk about money. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, uh, percent. You know, if we don't, if we don't piss you off within the next half hour. So, uh... <laughs> Uh, so we'll start uh, the what football means to me line of questioning. We'll uh, we'll start with our our quick five questions, which are um, something old, something new, something borrowed, and something blue. So uh, first of all, something old. So Ishan, your favourite retired football player, please. Now these don't have to be Man United players. They can be wherever from all across the all across the globe, whatever league you choose. Okay, this is very interesting. Um, it's going to be very difficult for me to choose one. Uh, but if if I was pushed, it would probably be uh, Ronaldinho. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we. I don't think this generation of foot, and I feel like my dad now, like an old man. <laughs> but I know exactly what you're going to say, though. I know exactly what you're going to say. You don't get that kind of baller anymore. No, don't make that like kind of en- yeah, that kind of entertainment. Yeah. Entertainment factor. You know, there were times where I'd watch players like Ronaldinho, Zidane, Pirlo, and something magic was going to happen. Now, there's so much fitness. And look, these players are athletes. But I feel like I'm watching athletes play football, mm. not footballers. Yeah. And that's what I feel like Ronaldinho was. He was, he got you on the edge of your seat. He'd do something ridiculous. Even Rivaldo would score an overhead kick that got you the title at Barcelona. And you think, these are the moments that you live for. So if I had to pick one, someone who I would always watch it would be Ronaldinho but you know shout out to Zidane shout out to Cantona uh shout out even to Thierry Henry even though he's an Arsenal scumbag but 
<laughs> those, th- those kind of players were the ones I grew up watching. I feel very privileged to have watched. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Couldn't agree more. So let's do something old, something new. So your favorite current player, please. I'm really struggling. Um, with... <laughs> He's definitely not gone to United for this one. Or he might have done actually, Cristiano Ronaldo. That's fair enough. Yeah. I, I... Is... Put it this way, Bukayo Saka recently said, I want to emulate the current career Messi has had because emulating Ronaldo's is impossible. Mm. Yeah. And and I think that gives a measure of where Ronaldo is. I mean, when he joined United first time and became the player he became before he moved to Real, I'd never seen anything like it. It it was just ridiculous. Even then, before he became hench at Real, he still had unbelievable upper body strength. Yeah. It was very difficult to get the ball off him. And he was doing it at pace. You know, Ronaldinho, for example, he was quick and he could get people off, but not in the kind of direct way that Ronaldo that Ronaldo did um so it would have to be like maybe not this season although he's been arguably our best player but in this cu- he's not retired yet so i would have to say cristiano the goat. okay the goat the official goat according to yeah. each yes yeah. uh yeah um okay right so something else something borrowed so your favorite loan player that you've had on loan so this is my united uh probably ibrahimovic yeah, it's a shout. Well, no, who was a free transfer? Larson yeah. then. Larson was Larson on loan. Who was our best player on loan? Falcao was on loan. Yeah, Falcao. <laughs> yeah. This is the thing we normally do. You know this who it with was? The, like, I'll tell clubs, you who it was. Like, smaller clubs. Yeah, like Swansea. We've had loads of them. Yeah, but... yeah. I tell you, who my favourite player was on loan. Andy Gorham. Andy, Andy Gorham. Gorham. He was a goalkeeper who came from Rangers. He was about sixty-seven. <laughs> right. And he was. Diabolical, like it was. I've never heard of him. Never yeah, heard of him. Andy Gorham. I'm sure he was a loan signing. I don't think he was a free transfer. For the purposes uh, of this question, he was a loan signing. Yeah, yeah. For the purposes of this question, he was a loan signing. So Andy Gorham was a goalkeeper. He played for Rangers, I believe. He was a Scottish guy, very old school Scottish guy. By the time he joined us, he he should have retired. Like he was. His he fingers was, were falling off, and all the rest of it. Like he was like a thin Neville Southall now. <laughs> <laughs> If you can imagine such a thing. <laughs> Amazing. You know, you, Amazing. you know, this is the other thing, like, you know, have you seen like on TikTok and stuff, people put uh, like football conspiracy theories. Mine yeah. is that there is not a Scottish goalkeeper, particularly playing in the Scottish Premier League, who is under the age of 36. Yeah. <laughs> they're but, yeah. all old. Yeah. Like, they're the all Brega, really old. They're all old. Yeah. Yeah, Andy, Andy Gorham came on as a sub, and I can't remember who it was against. And we were wearing the black kit back then. And it took was him so long the, to run. The O2 to the or the Vodafone, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I thought so, yeah. Uh, it took him so long to run to the goalpost. I think they added like three extra minutes of added time. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's taking fucking ages. <laughs> What's the added time for, Andy Gorham? He just made his way to the. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, they get back to the goals. <laughs> oh my days! Oh, <laughs> uh, right, so I see something borrowed. Some, some, yeah, what is it? Potentially something, something blue. Something blue. Uh, yeah, Player, so... you were saddest to see leave. David Beckham. Whoop! Really? Beckham. It's between ba- Beckham, Van Nistelrooy, and Yapstam. 
See, he, David yep. Beckham, I find he didn't have a left foot. He didn't need a left foot. If you Good point. Good point. He didn't need a left foot. And if you saw if you speak to any players who played around Beckham, they were like, he was unbelievable. I think because he looked a bit languid, he wasn't didn't look the quickest. But when you had Beckham in your side, any moment could turn into something ridiculous because his his range of passing was just unsurpassed. Mm-hmm. When Van Nistelrooy went, I feel like all three of them went at the peak of their powers. Van Nistelrooy got 150 goals in 200 games. He had a strop. He was just a goal machine, the guy. He wasn't the most exciting to watch. Yap Stam, on the other hand, oh man, when he when we sold him, I thought it was going to be the end of May United because <laughs> this guy had speed, strength, grace. He could tackle. He was like... Vidic and Ferdinand rolled into one player. He was good, didn't he? He was just so, 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 so good. And players looked scared of going up against him. He just had a scary look about him. And so on balance, it would be between, I'd probably actually Stam and Beckham. But if I had to be pushed for once, just because, you know, I'm an England fan and I know what Beckham means to me. He's not, he grew up not far from where, where I grew up. So it'd probably have to be David Beckham. Fair answer. I, uh, I love. Uh, you know. I, I'd love to have, particularly as Swansea fans this season, we don't have a set piece taker. Like there, there's no. Free we didn't know what penalty taker was up until last, until last week. week. Yeah, um, yeah. So, but, but also the thing is, is he was absolutely a set piece taker. But a lot of what Beckham gave to United, people underestimate, which was that he was the second assist. Forget the first assist. He was the guy who would break up a defence with a pass that would allow Giggs or Skulls or Butt to make the final pass. Mm. But he would have such a good read of the pitch and be able to cut across. It was amazing to watch. When Beckham did something, it was it was amazing to watch. Yeah. What a player. Fair play. Fair play. Those, those are good answers, weren't they? Those quick they were players. good answers, yeah. They were. Um, oh, thanks, so, mate. In, right. Into the nitty-gritty. <laughs> Alex, yes. you were... Uh... Right, I'm kicking off. What is your earliest football memory? My earliest football memory, as in my own or of watching football? The earliest you can remember where football was involved. Involved in my life. Okay, so I would have been five, maybe six years old. Okay. And I was in my cousin's back garden in East London. And he told me that he was going to be West Ham. Right. And I was going to be Man United, and I was like, "All right, I'm I'm Man United," and that's and where that happened. That's where that started. That's why yeah. I'm one of those brilliant London scumbags. <laughs> and I didn't, to be honest, I didn't. I wasn't really into football between the age of like six and I'd say ten or eleven. And then I got into secondary school, and we had football trials, and it turned out I was pretty good. Okay, I, I wasn't bad at all, and. When my coach first told me, "Hey, you're you're not bad. You're fat and slow, but you're not bad," <laughs> I was like, oh, "All right, this is exciting." <laughs> and that's when I started playing football. And actually, I think one of the greatest pains of my life is my football coach likened me to an ex-Liverpool player, which to this day rankles with me. A guy called Jan Mjolby, who right. was this overweight Again. central midfielder. Yeah. <laughs> But right. he could pick a pass. I tell you, he could pick that was, a pass. That was it, was it? Yeah, Alex, that was it. Jan, Jan Moldy is the guy who we went to an after dinner uh, 
uh, like thing with Dean Saunders was speaking the other day, and they've done yeah. an auction at the end. And oh, it, all, one of his shoes. Yeah, nobody bought. No the one bid on it. No one bid on his shirt. Yeah. That's so it's sad. a shame you weren't there actually. I would have bought it to like oh, and donated to charity because I don't want any Liverpool thing. But yeah, Jan <laughs> Lobby was uh was uh the guy I was liking to. But yeah, that, I would say that from six was my first proper and then around ten when I like fell in love with football and then started buying Panini sticker albums and uh, I also remember the ninety four World Cup, which would have been when I was ten years old. England weren't in it. But I remember the Irish player who scored i can see his face but i can't remember his name but he scored for ireland and i remember that i remember Baggio missing the penalty um yeah see, these are so all they... things like we just watch on like espn classic you know, like yeah never... <laughs> how mad. old are you boys how old are you boys 23. 23 oh wow yeah okay fine so a whole decade so 94 would have been my first yeah world cup that's mad that's mad What's Al, out of interest, what's the uh, first World Cup you remember? First World Cup I remember, I blatantly remember going into year two the day after um, the 2006 World Cup final. And Mrs. Dan. Davis, yeah, Miss Davis said, Oh, did anyone watch the football yesterday, boys? Yes, Mrs. Davis, we all watched. Yeah, but did the players, you know, yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that was the first yeah. World Cup I remember. Me too, exactly the same. Um, so there we are, that's the earliest football memory. Um, so what has been the biggest high of your time as a football fan? There has to be a load for you. Yeah. There are there are quite a few. Um, of course, 99 yeah. and the treble and the Champions League final. I remember when uh, Sheringham tiptoed that goal in. Um, I screamed so loud and my brother was asleep. My mum had put my brother to sleep. I screamed so loud, my mum ran downstairs, got a rolling pin and hit me across the back of the legs with it. <laughs> but I, I was screaming and I had a r- screaming both in joy and pain with um, a massive yeah, red mark agony, on yeah. the back of my leg. So that's one. And look, supporting United, uh, and I'm, you know, I'm in my late 30s now, I've been very blessed. There have been so many amazing moments being a United fan but without a shadow of a doubt 99 was just unfathomable and right now I know exactly how Liverpool fans are feeling because mm. you and remember it, yeah, yeah. flipping quadruple potentially <laughs> yeah but um I, oh, I really hope I've said to a lot of my Liverpool friends if Liverpool do it I'm leaving the country for a year yeah. <laughs> I can't it will be unbearable it would be absolute agony wouldn't it yeah oh I couldn't God. bear it I couldn't because because the, the Liverpool train. I'm, this is going to be. It has to be about what football means to me. A big part of what football means to me is hating Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. that's fair enough. Sam's exactly the same. He yeah, can't stand yeah. Liverpool. He doesn't like yeah. Brentford too much either, but he can't yeah, stand like Liverpool. Brentford. Yeah, can't stand Liverpool. But even when you know when United were dominant, Liverpool were always in the conversation for some reason. We always no. heard from Liverpool pundits, and I'm like, well, what? They've got nothing to do with this. And anyway, <laughs> so now it's going to be unbearable. But anyway, it would. I have to say, 99. I don't think anything has really eclipsed. That um, Moscow, Moscow was incredible and hilarious. Yeah, I thought so. I think the come to be honest, well, no, it wasn't was it? No, it wasn't because you scored first, didn't you? Yeah, yes, yeah, we scored first. Ronaldo, mm. uh, where's Brown with the was assist? It? No less. 
Lovely, yeah. lovely little uh, football and, trivia there. Yeah, Westborough <laughs> with the assists, no less. <laughs> um, when John Terry stepped up, I'd kind of... When John Terry stepped up, I'd kind of resigned myself that we'd lost. And what was different from 99 was that it was just so much funnier. And I remember just laughing when we <laughs> yeah. won it. I don't know what it was. It was just funny. Um, whereas at 99, I was still quite young. And it was just elation of it being a third trophy. The biggest one. The biggest one. All yeah. three of them, yeah. So fair enough. Me. That is fair enough. Not a bad football high. Uh, now, to the total other end of the spectrum, what has yeah. been your lowest point as a Man United slash football fan? Can, am I allowed to say the last six, seven years? Yeah, um, by all means, yeah. Um, I would have to say, it was more recent. It was it was the defeat at Anfield a couple of weeks ago. I don't think that I've... was the lowest point. Yeah. Or oh. because I don't, I don't remember a United performance that bereft of anything. You know, afterwards, Roy Keane and Gary Neville were like, "This isn't the United I saw. This isn't the United I know." And now I felt the same thing. I was like, this isn't... I'm not watching Man United now. Liverpool haven't beaten Man United. They've beaten a shadow of a football team. I don't know who these people are. <laughs> and sure, sure, when we lost to Watford, look, I had to watch 6-1 against Man City. Uh, I had to watch some horrible results under under Ferguson. But it still felt like United. It was still United. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It was still you know Man I mean? United. Yeah. Whereas this this defeat against Liverpool just felt like... Man United yeah, did not wish... Yeah, and a lot of Liverpool fans were a bit like, yeah, we hammered you, but it, was it you? Yeah. Do you, do you know what I mean? It would be I, like I know a, what you're saying. It'd be As like, if like um, Scooby-Doo's going to turn up and you pull the mask off, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I think the, the I'd never felt as low, but the, my, the low I felt was kind of a, a resignation. It wasn't. I think that's worse, isn't it? That's yeah, that's worse. It's like you know when you're you don't want your, you'd rather your dad was angry than disappointed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I got to the point of like I'm not angry anymore. <laughs> I just you know yeah, I'm just disappointed. Like, yeah. Say what you want to say to me. I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's. Do you know um, what? I think that's probably the lowest point we've had. It's not like a low yeah. point. It's <laughs> like. I can't be asked anymore. I can't even be asked <laughs> to be low about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I'm just so done. I'm, um, I'm yeah. fed up of it now. I might take up bowls or something. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Oh, well, right. Right, sorry. Bring, uh, bring it up a bit again. Uh, what's been your best away day? Best away day? Oh, it's a very good question. Best away day. <laughs> been a few, few good ones. Uh, it was. It would have been at Highbury. Okay. United Arsenal. John O'Shea lobbing the keeper. Oh, I remember that one. I saw. I think I saw a clip of that one actually. Yeah. Uh, of all the people, John O'Shea as well. Like. Yeah, and I think that's what made it so much more enjoyable. Hmm. Uh, and that effectively sealed the title for us that season. And it was at Highbury, proper rivalry. And Highbury's was an amazing stadium to go to. There was so much character in that place. Mm. 
uh, it was all it was all old and crumbly. I needed to change it, but it was old and crumbly, and it went right up there, right against the place. You could almost smell them. It was they were so close. Um, that was one of my favourite away days. Absolutely, United Arsenal at Highbury, and John O'Shea lobbing the keeper. What a memory! There we are. Yeah, cracking memory. Uh, what's on your football bucket list? I mean, if there is anything left. I mean, you've, you've literally been at the very top and the very yeah. bottom. You've done everything. So. I don't know about the very <laughs> bottom, mate. Well, not the very, very bottom. Yeah, yeah, to be bit, fair. A bit extreme. Well, to be I'll fair. Tell you, I'll tell you one though that I did have is the Champions League final in Moscow. Rio Ferdinand actually invited me to go and watch. What? And I couldn't go. Oh. I wasn't allowed to oh, go. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Whoa. How did he... Where, where did that come from? How does that right. come about? Rio Ferdinand so, just... So before I became a comedian, I was a banker and I was a banker to footballers, actors and actresses. And uh, my biggest area was was football because I'm a big football fan. And Rio Ferdinand was one of my clients. So his five magazine and um, it was five magazine and his clothing line. I helped launch and get some finance for him to sort that out. And uh, in fact, I helped uh, Anton Ferdinand make spaghetti when he moved to Sunderland. <laughs> Lovely. Amazing. What that that, that is right. Even what if that's not elaborated on, that's the best yeah. anecdote we've ever had. And what yeah. exactly. I was going to say exactly the same. Whether or not you carry that on or if it yeah. goes anywhere, I don't care. You've helped Anton Ferdinand in spaghetti. <laughs> and um, Rio Ferdinand was very kind, and you know we'd done some good job, good work for him, and he, he offered some tickets for us to go to um, to Moscow and watch the final. And I. Basically, at the time, the bank I was working for were going through a lot of investigations about their relationship with certain clients, and they were very, very strict about gifts that we were getting from clients. Um, and there was a heartbreaking, heartbreaking day when I was like, I can't, I can't right. go. I bet you thought your boss was a total banker. Absolute yes. top-level banker. Um, <laughs> when a financial but, uh... crisis happened, I was happy you lost his job, actually. <laughs> <laughs> But then I lost mine he a week clouded. later. Yeah. Every cloud, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I lost mine a week later. Oh, well, never mind. <laughs> um, it worked uh, out in the end. Uh, football um, bucket list to uh, circle back to the point. Oh, yeah. So football bucket list. Um, I want to go I want to go to um, a World Cup in, like, South America. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that would be really fun. Like, at this age yeah. now. Uh, I'd love to go to, like, Brazil, Mexico, watching football, Playing, seeing football being played in the sand. I think that's one thing I would love to be able to do. Um, um, and I would love to to go to a Champions League final with United. To so, like go to the stadium? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, flat out. Flat one, out. One, one time in my lifetime, Neil, I'd like to see that happen. I think that's the difference between an Englishman and a Welshman there. Yeah, I know. Specified, I'd like to... to go to a World Cup in South America. I just like <laughs> to go to a World we're Cup. To, to be we haven't even qualified yet, so we're just happy to be on the on the fringe so far. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll go to a World Cup in Newport. Fine. Yeah, anywhere, don't worry anywhere. about it. Any old, any old place. Anywhere. Um, right. Uh, oh, oh this is my question. I yes, like his favourite question. Um, so who or what is your football guilty pleasure? And then on the flip side, who or what would you put in football room 101? Football guilty pleasure, who or what? Great que- These are good questions. Thank you. What can I, what can I say? Who is my football what, yeah. guilty pleasure? 
I would have to say, and this is probably showing my age a bit, but my football guilty pleasure is uh, Robbie Fowler. Ooh. Oh, right, because he's Liverpool. Yeah, because he's Liverpool. Okay. I hated him. But, oh, that left foot and his finishing was just such a joy to watch. And I hate... He's probably one of the only Liverpool players I would take in, a, in my all-time United eleven. Mm. Okay. Um, and I don't want to because he's Liverpool's comeback, but he is definitely <laughs> my guilty little... pleasure. Yeah. I, I, I hate to admit it, I, I loved watching Robbie Fowler play. I thought it was absolutely amazing. He was, he was superb, wasn't he? He's quality. He's everything I don't like in a player, though. He played for Liverpool and then he played for Cardiff. So. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that, actually. Yeah. yeah. Double whammy. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I agree with you, though. He's a, he's a good shout. Now, Room 101. Uh, room 101, I would put uh, like s- s- football statisticians in room 101. Oh, nice. amazing! Yeah, straight like, in there. Like, XP. Uh, yeah. go- I I don't care. I'm not interested. Yeah, nah, I, yeah. that stat I, is absolute chuff, isn't it? Absolute like, chuff. Yeah, I just football statisticians, ergo football Twitter. Mm. They've they've ruined football for me. Yeah, it's just not fun anymore. And like. What they do is they apply historical things to say someone like Beckham or Skulls or even your Gerrards or Lampards and they're like, oh yeah, but they, they haven't got De Bruyne numbers and you're like... Numbers are numbers, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. But it's, it, comes, it circles back to what you said about Ronaldinho. Yeah. He, he didn't give a rat about numbers. No. It was, he went on that football field to enjoy himself. Oh, so even, you know, even as a United fan, for example, someone like Dennis Burkamp. Dennis Burkamp would be no, is nowhere near any of the top lists statistically for anything. Hmm. But my God, he was a prayer and a half when he made that team yeah. tick. He yeah. was, you'd love to watch him. Um, so for me, it would have to be football statisticians and those data scientists. They can, I don't want to swear, but they can leave football alone. Yeah. They, can, they can go away politely. Yeah. How, yeah, how bloody, how ruddy dare you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Um, there we go. Alex, I think it's, it's so might, uh, Yeah, right. Very broad question. I say this all the time. What does the game mean to you? This is going to end up becoming more serious than I intended to be because I'm a comedian. I try to be funny, but football as a brown kid growing up in England at the time I did in the nineties was my way of building bridges with people that ordinarily might not like me for whatever reason. And going to the kind of school I did was a very posh school, loving football as much as I did. And then having quite a studious, approach to understanding the game and understanding who scored you know football manager championship manager also helped me knowing which players went to which clubs and what blah 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 blah. it helped me find a place amongst a group of people where i ordinarily wouldn't have a place so one of the last games i went to i went to watch west ham play millwall at upton park and for those who are uninitiated that is a properly racist rivalry that they're too yeah they hate each other and it was the game where when i came out it looked like a looked like a war zone it was just glass bottles and things on fire i was like where am i aleppo what the hell's going on here (laughs) um but i remember going into a pub and i went into the wrong side of the pub it's called the bowling that was right by the right by upton park walked into the bowling and some guy started chanting and trigger warning, there's going to be a racial slur used here. Um, some guy started chanting, if you're packy and you know it, clap your hands. 
and I clapped my hands and they did not expect it. And a few of them came and apologized to me afterwards because of that's the way I reacted to it. And I was like, well, you should talk to your mates. I'm here to, I'm a football fan and I'm here for this. And not that I'm saying that I like the fact that they like me now, but if I hadn't, football is a microcosm and used to be certainly the microcosm of working class Britain and being able to immerse myself in that world gave me a better understanding of how people who put their whole wage packet on going to follow their team what motivates them and I think ultimately as a comedian it's actually helped me that now I have a fan base I think which you wouldn't expect on paper I'm a privately educated former banker who does comedy on television I have no reason to have a bunch of working class scousers being like, you're a fucking top lad you are. <laughs> <laughs> and I, but I actually think football's helped me, you know, yeah. and, yeah. Uh, be, you know, if you see me on Twitter, I'm very vocal about how much I love United and hate mm. certain other teams. But because I've connected with these people, they also connect with me and they get that it's from a good place. So uh, football, I think football means so much more to me than I th- than just following a football team. It's really helped me find my place in Britain. Mm. And for that, I'm eternally grateful. What answer. What Cracking answer. answer. Cracking answer. I mean, that is, that is something that obviously as two white boys, we could never... Yeah, you can't relate, especially in shoes. But in, in the, the area f- we're in, it's, it's all white where we are. Yeah, the majority yeah. is, a, you know... The, but the football community... I genuinely, I always, I always think I sound so cheesy when you talk about this to me, but like there really is a community. And I think like, you know, the way particularly, obviously the dreadful, whatever, um, you know, the, the circumstances Cristiano Ronaldo has been through at the minute, you know, yeah. losing his, his little baby, but the Liverpool fans when they came together the other day, mm. that, that, that is what we're on about when we say a football yeah. community, that there. And I think like I had goosebumps, man. I had proper, proper goosebumps watching that. And I, th- I just think it can be, you know, for all the bad press it gets with, you know, the, you know, even the racism and the sexism and stuff for all yeah. that bad stuff, which needs fixing. There yeah. is so much good, so much good. in the Absolutely. I mean, look, I, I've gone to, I remember one particular me- memory I have is I went, I was supporting um, Rory Bremner, who's the impressionist and Jan Ravers in, in Plymouth. And United were playing Juventus in the Champions League. Remember those days? We were playing Juventus. In the <laughs> and I did the gig. And after the gig, I said to the sound engineer, I said, oh, is there a pub nearby I can go to where I can go and watch the game? And he came up to me and he said, look, I don't think it's going to be safe for you to go to a pub round here because they're all, they're not the nicest sort. And I was like, well, that's sad that I can't go. I might go to the hotel. But then, he, but then half an hour later, he was like, no, do you know what? If you want to go to a pub and watch a game, you're going to go to the pub and watch a game. But we're going to make sure that you're okay. And he called a few of his mates and said, take this guy to the local and watch the game. So I went in and there were three white guys with me. I walked in and you could, you know how you, sometimes they show in films like you can hear a fork drop on a plate. Hmm. A fork definitely dropped on a plate while I was in there. <laughs> And I sat down, I got myself a pint, sat down, started watching United. There was a real silence. 
And all I said was, who's United here then? And two lads from the corner who weren't too bad, they were like, we are. I was like, Pog's a bit Pog, Pogba shit, isn't he? He's like, <laughs> yeah. And lo and behold, had a great night. Yeah. Had a great night. And um, that was a really special moment. I was like, Football it's, it's mad. It's so mad, isn't it? It shouldn't take that. Of course, it shouldn't. It, it, sh- take it that. shouldn't. Yeah, no. It, it shouldn't have to. Like that's what I was thinking. Like it shouldn't have to have you say one snidey thing or one you know clever remark to yeah. be able to make everybody feel comfortable. It shouldn't have to be like that. But that's what football can do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's they just mad. care that I'm a red, not a brown. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> The, the brown oh. two went out the window. As long as he's red, don't worry about <laughs> it. Oh, do you mean? Wow. Um, <laughs> right. Okay. So back on track. Where we? What yeah. has been Ishan your favourite football moment of the season? It's been quite a bleak season for your boys, I think. But oh. is there one moment you could pick out? Oh, favourite football moment this season. Again, it doesn't have to be. If somebody could have slipped over in the crowd, you know, anything. You could have been sat in front of an old woman whose wig fell or anything you like. Imagine um, it. Yeah, I, I, I tried my best. Yeah, I know. Favorite football moment. Um, oh, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. I need to think of something. I've, this season has been such a blur where I've tried to like just, just haven't watched off. any football. Yeah, I've watched football, but I haven't enjoyed most of the football <laughs> I've watched. Um, this is the tricky game. You might have to edit this bit out. <laughs> I'm not that good at editing, mate. <laughs> I'm even worse. I'm even worse. When was it? Liverpool must have lost. When did Liverpool lose this season? <laughs> Liverpool must no, have yeah, lost. Just any of Liverpool's defeats. What we'll do, it- we'll just... When Liverpool lost to... And yes. then, uh, yeah... yeah. yeah. We just have like the TikTok guy going like yeah. Watford. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> when... Actually, best football moment when Harry Maguire made one tackle. Oh yeah. Oh, there we go. There we <laughs> go. Stick that one in the old collector's item. There you go, Harry <laughs> Maguire. One for the DVD. Look, I don't <laughs> I don't want any player to have to go through what Maguire's gone through with bomb threats and stuff. We don't need that. We don't no. need that. But he has been diabolical. It is <laughs> It is. You know, I was talking to the boys. Me and Sam mentioned this, and I said this on the last episode we were on. I think, right, Manchester United bought a player in Maguire that wasn't suited to Manchester United. Completely agree with you. He has not been up to it when he's been at Man United. But I think Manchester United have ruined the career of Harry Maguire. Slew me. Yeah, Go yeah, ahead. Quite, quite possibly. I, 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 I see that. But he did also nutmeg himself against Man City. <laughs> <laughs> and then yes. they scored. You're okay, like, how... Yeah. Why just clear the ball? Don't take bro. the mick, Harry. Hey, come on! Don't take come the mick with us. We can defend you to a certain point. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, I forgot about that. There we are. So Harry dug, Maguire dug me out the there, didn't he? Making one tackle. Um, Cheers, Ishan. I suppose the next question is yours, Alex. But I, I think asking a Man United fan this probably is is like asking, do you want to lose your right foot, or your left foot? Yeah. Um, Who is going to win the Premier League? Or Actually, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. No, I was gonna. I was gonna ask that one. Yeah, I'm gonna say, who do you think will win it, and who do you want to win it? I think. Look, I want neither of them to win it, but of the physically impossible. 
Yeah. But of the two, I want Man City to win it. Right. Because when because when Man City win anything, it makes zero difference to me. <laughs> yeah. It, when... Nothing. I feel nothing. <laughs> I feel a nothingness, you know? I'm just like, yeah. okay, well... It's just a numbness. Right. It's just absolutely nothing. Yeah. It, to be fair, even when Man City beat, beat us, I'm a bit like... That's a I, shame. That's Well, that's a shame. When we were winning Champions Leagues, you were losing to Gillingham. <laughs> like, I don't give a flying toss about you anyone but liverpool anyone but liverpool fair enough anyone but liverpool my goodness it i can't even begin to tell you the physical pain i feel in my heart when anything liverpool do anything remotely positive really yeah it (laughs) anything remotely positive (laughs) amazing even that like, is one of my the favorite quotes. The Ronaldo thing, right? Where they were, uh, you know, showing respect for Ronaldo's baby. I was like, you know what? I get it. Objectively, it's a nice gesture. Right. But they're such a fucking emotional club. Aren't they? <laughs> Everything is just, oh, crying and this and oh. singing and oh. it's just too much. Uh, see, it can't. It can't. To be fair, right? I'm not a big Liverpool fan. <laughs> Lover at all, right? But as a Welshman, I can get get involved with the emotions and the singing. Uh, it's kind of, <laughs> the, yeah, kind of, the singing, it's kind of right, what we do. Enough. Like it's kind of what we're known for. So I can't I, really so I love I love singing. Yeah, I sing. There's videos on my Instagram of me singing. But something about Liverpool is just oh, too much. It's, if Liverpool was a person, they'd have a punchable face. Is that what you're saying? Uh, if Liverpool was a person, they'd be Andrew Andy Robertson. <laughs> the the get, world's most punchable yeah. face. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he's taken he embodies the John, Liverpool. He's taken the John Terry mantle and gone. Hold my beer. This is how punchable <laughs> someone's face can be. Oh, Andy Brilliant. Robertson. I love Messi. I don't know as much as I love Ronaldo. But when Andy Robertson pushed Messi's head, I was like, "Who? What? <laughs> you played for Dundee?" <laughs> oh. So I, I'm guessing, uh, I'm guessing that Ishan doesn't really like Liverpool. I, yeah, I'm gonna just, put it, put I'm a little disclaimer. I'm just getting yeah. the vibes, you know. It's a small hint the, in yeah, the air. Just a little, you know, a little, uh, a little waft. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Right. So, last question. Final question. Of all the football memories, it doesn't necessarily have to be the biggest high you described earlier. Just what is your favourite football memory? Oh, this is a very good question. Um, oh, this is, yeah. Don't, you know, I'm just going to go with the one that came into my head. Go on, go on. It was when Eric Cantona kicked that Crystal Palace fan. You couldn't right. have, you, I, I, you could have given me 100 years, right? I would not have sat. I was fully expecting you to say, when my cousin made me go Manchester United and he was West Ham and it all started up. No, it wasn't. It was when Eric Cantona kicked the oh Palace fan. Yeah. Because, oh, yeah. do you know what? Like, I love I Eric really Cant- thought we were onto a sweet moment there. I genuinely <laughs> thought it was going to be a really nice end to everything. I will all go hot, happy, holding hands into the. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It was, do you know what? It was great because, and this is the thing that, like, you know, when they talk about how should people deal with racism in football. Like that would help. <laughs> Kick 
the fan in the uh, face. Yeah. Right? And I agree with that. I do agree with that. And the thing is, people are like, oh, you know, he's a role model. He shouldn't be doing this. The reason I loved it is because United, we were at the peak of our powers. Eric Cantona was the king and he came back and he scored against Liverpool. It was bloody great. Uh, <laughs> And he got suspended and people were like, and then he came out with this ridiculous seagulls quote. I can't even remember now, <laughs> but it was so good because it just showed you can be Eric Cantona, just like Zinedine Zidane did with Matarazzi, but yeah. there's a limit. Yeah. There's a limit. And f- football players are fallible and human too. You know, I thought Cantona was God. And then he did that. And I was like, oh, he's just like me. He, I would do that. Yeah. And Zidane was the same. Zidane was like another god to me. I was like, this guy's unbelievable. And he turned it in a World Cup final, his final game his in his last career. Ever... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he headbutts a player and you think to yourself, that is amazing. That makes him human. Yeah. And Cantona was the first time where I was like, I love football. I love footballers. I treat them like God, but actually they're also human as well. And he kicked that fan and I wish he'd kicked him even harder. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? A, what? I couldn't what have passed. that on. Yeah, I could have asked for a better end to this, to be honest with you. <laughs> Amazing. Wouldn't have seen Super. it come in, but I wouldn't change it. Neither, for neither did the fan. So Neither did the fan, yeah. <laughs> and it's not even like, you. Know, I think he telegraphed that kick to a certain extent, yeah. you know. He went straight, he wasn't going down the tunnel, he was yeah. going for him. So, hey. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, Ishan has been an absolute blast. I have had a, oh, I've, had a, I've had a superb time, time. of my life. Uh, it's been a pleasure, man. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, do you want to take a couple of moments just to plug your social media, uh, any upcoming gigs or whatever? Uh, take it away. Yeah, sure. Please please go on my website, ishanakbar.com. Got loads of gigs coming up. Um, I'm looking to go on tour very, very soon. So find me on all the socials. I'm called Michael Packintyre. And you'll find I'm glad I'm there. glad you did that because if you asked that, oh, do you know do you want to do my thing? No, we won't. We'll leave that <laughs> I'm calling Michael Packentire, find me there. So yeah, please do follow me. I've got loads of fun stuff coming up. And especially on Twitter, I do a lot of Liverpool shit posting. So if you yeah, like that, get well. involved. It is, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of it. <laughs> Amazing. Right. Oh there gosh. We are. There we another go. week, another another one done, Al. Another, uh, one, another done. one done. Uh, what a what a superb episode this was. It was a I'm good gonna one. enjoy this one. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. If uh, if you did enjoy, there's plenty more where that came from. If uh yes. drop us a follow on Twitter at Send Him Off Pod, Instagram, Send Him Off Podcast, find us on YouTube, Spotify, wherever you're listening now, drop us a follow, drop us a like. Otherwise, you can't come back next week. Um yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll send Eric yeah. Canton around. <laughs> Yeah, we will. We'll send it canting around. Um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. It's been a it's been a fun one tonight. I've really enjoyed. We'll be back next week. We never know what's in store, uh, but uh, we, yeah, you'll find out eventually. You'll see. Thank you guys for listening. Take care. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your football. And uh, yeah, have a lovely one. Ta-da. Take care.